Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I uh, just wanted to let you know this was recorded a few weeks ago um, before the death of George Floyd and before the Black Lives Movement really started um, uh, just spreading worldwide. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why uh, that doesn't come up in uh, our conversation uh, in, in today's episode, because it hadn't happened yet. Um, but uh, today's episode is uh, with my brother, Mason uh, Sasquatch Mansfield. And uh, yeah, it's really fun. We talk about um, film photography and we talk about little bit about him being my brother uh you can kind of tell we tend to banter quite a bit whenever we're together uh so it's uh it's a fun episode before we get into the episode um i just wanted to give you a little update on some things that have changed uh there's um a long, long list of things that have changed due to the protests and due to um, petitions being signed and things moving forward um, in the world, uh, but more, more kind of focused in uh, in the states right now. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna read like uh, just a couple of them. Uh, there's I mean, we have a. a a list of like 50 or more but uh here's just a few first off all four officers who were involved in george floyd's death have been arrested and charged that's great um also the minneapolis police agreed to ban the use of chokeholds in other cities are following suit um confederate statues have been taken down across the country uh brianna's law was passed in louisville um which is an ordinance that regulates no-knock warrants um named after brianna taylor um ibm decided to stop selling its facial recognition programs for mass surveillance i can never say this word surveillance surveillance i think that's right i'm sorry (laughs) um mass surveillance and racial profiling millions of dollars have been donated to the black lives matter movement nascar has banned the use of confederate flags at their races many cities across the nation have begun to reform their police departments books about being anti-racist are sold out all over the place um, and backlogged in a lot of online book selling uh, stores Um, and finally millions of protesters in all 50 states and many countries worldwide have rallied together to make all of these changes and so so many more so continue to uh to donate uh where you can continue to protest where you can uh continue to amplify black voices sign petitions email state and government officials and most of all get educated on what's going on in the world thank you for the change that you are doing um and let's get into today's episode Old John and I, we go way back. Way on back. <laughs> Who's older? John is. That's a good question that everyone <laughs> always asks. <laughs> ever, ever since well, you, you got taller than me. So like from, from 14 on. <laughs> so I, I started calling John little brother because... I mean, that's just like a, a, you know, I'm just kind of being a dick about it. About being well, old. it was, it was, uh, it was from Scrubs. Was oh. it? Uh, yeah, because, uh, 
what's his face? I don't remember the actor, but uh, Zach Braff's older brother. Uh-huh. He's always oh, no. like, hey, little brother. Uh, and then, yeah. like, you know, hits him in the okay. head or whatever. And uh, and then that was about the time that you were taller than me by, like, a good four inches. So yeah. then you started calling me little brother. <laughs> but then I also would call you little brother. Because I am. And yeah. Because we're both each other's little brothers. So the man's in different very ways. Confusing. Yes. I don't know if you know this about us yet. <laughs> You're gonna find out. We're very confusing. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up for today's episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows, scroll down till you get to our podcast, Light and Dark Photography Podcast, and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and you know, maybe hit that five star. Um, That would mean the world to us. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode. What are you drinking? Me? Um, Yeah, yeah, both of you. Yeah. I can't see right now because I'm on, yeah. I I am drinking a Voodoo Ranger Imperial. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which is quite potent. Yes. It's like 9%. I don't know if I've had Voodoo Ranger. Pretty good. Um. But I do like a good imperial stout. IPA. IPA? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. This one's an IPA. Okay. Yeah. There are imperialists. <laughs> Chris likes I do like them. He can only handle like one of them. Chris is my husband. He's an, um, he can only oh, okay. handle like one of them when he's <laughs> because he's a lightweight. <laughs> sad oh he can only handle it. i thought you were saying one like he's my husband one of them. i was like okay. what i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a drink of water real quick yeah okay. i'm drinking a sauvignon blanc Ooh. You know, yeah i'm drinking a kentucky mule out of my that sounds amazing mule, mule glasses it's really good it's a buffalo trace oh so it's even better which is oh. great, which I am almost out of. I need to do mm-hmm. a little, uh, specs run or something. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have been going through all of the alcohols uh, during quarantine. Ditto. Uh, slowly, Ditto. slowly finishing off uh, different bottles and things. So. I had a, so I had a friend send me a voucher for um, her, like there's a, there's a wine, like a uh, monthly subscription wine club. 
And she was like, Hey, I've got this voucher for like $40 for wine. Do you want it? And like, it doesn't cost you anything. And I was like, uh, yes, please. And so I got like four bottles of wine because you know, they're not expensive bottles, <laughs> but <laughs> drinking on some of that, but yeah, I got that. I'm out of like any good whiskey in the house. I need to get some more good whiskey because we just got some Evan Williams, which, Hey, for a cheap whiskey, it's a good whiskey, but yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how pretty much every cheap whiskey is. Right. It's, it's not great, but it's doing what it's supposed to. It's, it's one of those that you, you have to like mix. You can't just, uh, you can't drink it straight, you know, mm-hmm. like I would do with my Basil Hayden's or my Blanton's, you know? Yes. It's not happening with another one. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like mixing uh, Buffalo Trace, but that's the only whiskey that I have left. Uh, well, but for didn't... a Kentucky Mule, that's not, like, too bad. It's not like, you know, like, yeah. like bourbon and Coke or anything, you know? It's good. I like it. I feel like mm. I feel like that's really filled it Filled it up to the top tonight, mm. so we're good. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's been uh drink corner. <laughs> uh that's how we're starting the podcast now, apparently. Um, it is nine o'clock. So it is yeah. like you know, prime time drinking time for us parents out there. Yes. <laughs> Kids to bed. Yeah. Like, all right, Yeah. You might be able to hear that my kids are not down yet. Oh, um, I don't think mine but, are either. Harrison was jumping on the bed a minute ago and I kicked him out. So Yeah. We've Sorry. we've had some some interesting <laughs> sleep schedules the last week or so. But I mean it's officially summer now. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, Paul Metzger just said that alcohol equals sanitation, right? And yes, of course, a hundred percent it does. Doing my part to sanitize. You got to sanitize the insides as well as the outsides. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to speak it, but I think that's what our president wants. Is like some sanitation on the inside. It is, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think he was talking about drinking alcohol. I'm not, gonna that way. Yeah. Not bleach or isopropyl alcohol. But let's, you know. Let's clarify no one should drink either of those things. Yeah, yeah. Just a yeah. little PSA. Yes. A little you little know. PSA. You didn't know. Let's not that. <laughs> yes. But um, along with our cocktails tonight, we have a special guest yeah, who do. I've known for a little while. Um, he is a film photographer, and uh, he is also my brother, Mason Mansfield. Yeah. yeah. How's oh, it going? Hi, guys. <laughs> I already spoke earlier, so I feel like that was kind of anticlimactic, but... <laughs> No, it was it was fun because it's like this disembodied voice and no one knows oh, who it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's like, was that a ghost mm. or was that? Yeah. <laughs> Do they still have people interviews on this it's show? A weird political ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you must not have died very long ago if you're <laughs> if you're referencing something from last week. A lot of people have died. Um, <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys asking me to be on. Yeah. yeah. Mason, yeah. can you tell us a little bit so, about yourself? Like, about myself? Yeah. Give us um, like a... I've, I've been John's brother my entire life. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I think we covered that. Yeah, we did. Um, so I have um, two biological kids, um, 
There's ages are six and two. And then we have two uh, foster kids that we're planning to adopt pretty soon. That's amazing. And they are four and almost three. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of live. We live in a small town outside of Austin. And uh, I converted an old bus into my wife and I's studio. Um, so I'm currently in our living room, but uh, my wife is painting in the in the bus. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to be in the bus tonight or not. I had hopes to, but um <laughs> she called know, it. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. I used it I used it literally all day. And so you can have it during no, the okay. She's like, you you can talk in the living room. You're good. <laughs> yeah, someone has to stay in here and make sure that all the kids stay in bed. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I just let Taylor do whatever. And if they scream, then that's that's cool. It's some fun background noises. I feel like mm-hmm. our audience is quite used to our children screaming in the background. And especially during this climate of right. everyone's at home and right. our children make cameos, not on purpose. Just yeah. happen to wander in. <laughs> I feel like the bar has been dropped currently <laughs> yes. due to COVID, like on all standards. Mm. I, I would agree with that. But yeah. also, but also raised with like the amount of alcohol consumption. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to have like two more glasses of wine. Like that's totally fine. We're not driving anywhere. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to be responsible outside the house. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, when you were getting up to get your drink earlier, I was telling Rachel how I am slowly going through all the bottles of liquor in our house, and I'm down to the last of my whiskey now, and probably going to need to, you know, run to Specs or Whiskey Charlie's or something pretty soon. Whiskey Charlie's, we don't have. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie, he's pretty nice. Actually, I've never met him, but there's a dude there named Mark. He's all right. <laughs> Related? Nope. <clears throat> he was also shopping. So, uh, <laughs> lame. Um, as far as me as a person, <laughs> just getting back to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can just get back to that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I um I'm a film photographer. I shoot I've I started shooting film when I was like 13, somewhere around there with a Canon A1. Um, and like just took pictures of my dogs and spiders and, you know, stuff that 13 year old boys find interesting. <laughs> I, I did it poorly. Um, <laughs> As we all um, first started. Got that one good then, shot of chance. Oh, that, that one good, that one. That we printed and put on the wall. That was. <laughs> that high quality walmart print yeah yes oh yeah oh i don't know it was probably cbs oh yeah it was probably cbs um yeah so i mean and i i kept on shooting like off and on and and then within the past like five years i've really turned up the um the intensity on how much i'm shooting film and uh i like it i like it so much what uh what kind of got you into like what boosted that intensity as of the last five years um was there a certain thing that you're like ooh, you know i'm gonna pick up that camera again i well (laughs) so i feel like it, it happens a lot with a lot of my um desires like right now i don't have a drum set you know 
all I can think about is playing drums or like <laughs> I haven't been able to go rock climb, which is like my passion. Right. Like all the gyms have been closed. So oh, that's cool. Like, and, and like the guy that I go climbing with, he's an ED nurse. And so I have no idea when I will see him ever again. Right. Um, and so <laughs> like, these are the things that I want to do most is whenever they're like taken you away can't from do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I didn't have one. We, we were moving a whole bunch and like, we went through a real rough period of like no money. Um, um, well, it turns out when you're like 20, 21, you don't know what building a house should look like. And so no. <laughs> it's not a good idea to build a house when you're like 20 or 21. Mm. It turns up like really poorly for you financially. <laughs> like you if, like you built it yourself or you were mm-hmm. building through okay, gotcha. Yep. yep. I would see how that could be true. You I you mean, did have a few contractors that screwed you over. True. Very so true. So that was that was not helpful. Yeah, I lost about thirty grand from one of the contractors. Yeah. Um which yeah. is also like just me being dumb and not putting a contract in place. But Most so use contracts uh, like i knew how to build a house <laughs> okay and so but it was just like you know i just lost a lot of money um and so i yeah i just didn't have a camera and um like honestly i probably could have gotten a camera but like i'm like i don't know i don't like like cheaper things sure i get that <laughs> you know like if, if i'm gonna which i mean an a1 like at the time would have been like 50 bucks and that would have been totally doable and fine to you know yeah shooting again so but so like i i, I think i i bought a um bought a like a minolta or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know maybe an x570 i think something like that but um yeah, so I just I just started like feeling that desire to like do that again because I did have you know I mean with John there like um, the digital cameras were always available and like I could sure. always shoot, but there was there was just like this emotion and feeling that I had behind shooting film and that mm-hmm. like really kept me in the moment and like the intentionality like, that you have to have with film is that kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And like, um, and it wasn't like there was anything between me and the subject. It was just, it was just me seeing through something and, and then just, you know, shooting. Yeah. Not, Mm -hmm. not really even thinking about, um, I mean, obviously, sometimes you think about the cost, but, um, but just, just going and doing and just, just feeling all the good things that, You yeah. feel whenever whenever you're in the flow with photography, right? Like you're just like you're just like moving and grooving. And that's that's what film does for me is like mm. gives me so much joy and, and like happiness that like it's just the best thing. Like a perfect a perfect day for me would be me just walking around doing street. Like mm. it'd be amazing. Like I love doing street. It's so much fun. Yeah. But it's yeah. really hard right now because there's in, not, in not a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Lots of yeah. negative space. Yes. I'm going to work on a lot of landscapes right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, COVID jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got them all. 
Yeah. 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 Taylor and I were actually talking about uh, street photography earlier today. Uh, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, with with this in the back of our heads of you coming on the podcast. Uh, yes. And we were like, you know, talking about street photography. I was like, yeah, you know, it would be a lot more fun in Austin or somewhere where things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, not at this time. Uh, most downtowns look the same. But here, uh, when I've gone downtown to do some street photography, it is mostly me just framing trash or birds uh, <laughs> or the occasional car that drives past yeah. and uh yeah there's not like the i don't know like whenever you whenever i think of like classic um street photography it's like like uh, 40s or 50s like new york and there's like mm. uh, motion blur legs mm. coming across yeah. and you're getting like someone framed between legs yeah. on the other side of the street and there's like you have to stage that here. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. What? Is, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you start, and now you go, and yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. like, where's where's a good place? Do you do you prefer to go? somewhere like a uh, busy downtown Austin before all this COVID stuff, or like a smaller town where not much is going on. Um. I, I like the busier side of things because it's it's just moving really, really fast. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's so much to see. Um, so one of my favorite places to go is South Congress. I don't like mm. South Congress. Like as an Austinite, I am not yeah. a fan of South Congress um, just because it's kind of touristy. But there's a lot of people on South Congress. Mm-hmm. So that's like prime space to, to do some street photography. Mm-hmm. And sorry, that was me. Nope. Um, I just wanted to send you a little thing on on Facebook. Oh, oh yes, South Congress. Taylor. I see. So it was actually Taylor who was messaging oh. me on Instagram. So. Is, she, is she sending more questions? Um, but yeah, and then and then downtown Austin is always good. But there's a lot of homeless, and so like a lot of times I would run into some, some like hostility from homeless people. Um, oh, you know, like, like you taking their photos or uh, just yeah. like, don't want you in <laughs> their, their kind of area. Um, like they'll just, they'll just approach you for like money or whatever. And I'm like, nah, but one time this guy, uh, so there was, there was three guys. Uh, there was one in a wheelchair. Um, there was the, you know, and then two other guys that weren't in a wheelchair, which really set them apart from the guy that was in the wheelchair. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or the guy in the wheelchair set them apart from, you know, whatever, vice versa. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm like just walking around doing my thing. And I had this guy, um, which is a Nikon FM3, um, which is a, which is a nice camera. I like it a lot. It's my baby. And, um, and so I was, I was walking around shooting and, um, they noticed me and they asked if I could uh, take their photo. And so I was like, yes, of course. Like I would love to do your portrait. And so um, I took two, two of their photos, the guy in the wheelchair and then another dude that he said, I'm America's most wanted. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. And so, so you definitely want your picture like, taken. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even give shit. okay that's great and so i took their photos and then he was like 20 bucks 
I'm like, no oh, way. this is not what I agreed upon. <laughs> you asked me to take your photos. So right. Yeah. It. And, yeah. <laughs> but in the end, I gave them $20. Uh, <laughs> long story short, like, I pleaded so hard. I was just like, they were like, well, we're just going to take your camera and like beat you up and like all this stuff. I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go to an ATM, get 20 bucks out, <laughs> give me $20. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just leave. And so I paid uh, $10 a photo plus film and development. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. And, um, you know, I still have those photos. They're good. They're, they're fine. <laughs> I mean, I probably, I probably wouldn't pay like, you know, whatever is $15 each for a photo. Mm. They're not that good, but you know they're okay. <laughs> but since you paid for them, you you yeah. could resell them if you yeah, were to fifteen to, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but it's really fun. Like you just you're just out and about and like having a good time. But yeah, you, I know in Austin you have to be a little bit careful. Um, but I do get what you're saying about um, like just a dead street like that makes it like that makes it almost impossible like at that point it becomes still life yeah like well just as the building yeah 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 yeah, i don't know um on my podcast i was talking to daniel kim do you guys know who daniel kim is just from Um, your podcast yeah okay (laughs) He's, he's a he's a wedding photographer he's based in um arizona okay and um he he was like, we were talking about how much we love the street and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but here there's like just so much open space. Like there's no, there's no walls enclosing people. So it's hard to frame people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he, he just like tilts the camera down to the like floor a lot more, <laughs> which is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would give you some cool, like, uh, you know, shadow projections and stuff too totally, on the ground yeah. and yeah, like, just, just get like them from waist down. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about giving them, you know, 20 bucks for their photos because their true. face isn't in it. So right. there's a plus. There is a plus uh, on there. Yeah. I always, I love anytime that I'm going somewhere either for, for work or a conference, or if we're just going somewhere on a vacation, which doesn't happen often, it's usually work. Um, but I, I always try to take like a, some portion of the day and just go walk around downtown Pittsburgh or wherever and just like take some cool street photos. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun. I, I enjoy it. Like there was one, um, believe it was Pittsburgh. Um, Probably. Yeah. We'll just say it's Pittsburgh. Uh, but they had uh, like this, uh, this metal like laser cut uh, sign that was just on the side of the road uh, that said, I want to ride my bicycle. Mm-hmm. It's lyrics from. Oh, you know, I remember Queen. that picture. I think it's a queen reference. I think it is a queen reference. Uh, <laughs> is Freddie Mercury from Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go yeah, with that. And then he moved to South Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have that, and like I saw that, and I was like, I'm just gonna camp out here until someone rides by in a bike. And I sat there for a good 15 minutes, but I had coffee, so that helped. And then 
I saw someone coming down the road. I was like, you better not turn Thank before God. you get here. And I got a, a cool one with a, you know, long uh, drug the shutter. So I got them in motion going across nice. it. I was like, yeah, that was a really cool. good that was, that was worth the 15 minutes sitting here. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it yeah but it's like little gems like that, that I love about street photography not necessarily signs but just yeah uh, <laughs> i just love signs, signs man there's, just... there's usually like a one-way sign somewhere it's good <laughs> sometimes there's like stop signs like almost on like every corner it's like so cool <laughs> so uh what all do you shoot with you you mm. just lifted up a camera i can't remember what you said it was okay so for 35, I shoot with a Nikon FM3A. Okay. So Nikon FM3A is the last um, fully mechanical camera. Okay. And so it's mechanical up to um, a thousandth of a second. And then uh, the, like, I think, no, it's fully mechanical up to a four thousandth of a second. And then... Um, and then I don't know the the meter. I guess I don't really. I don't use the meter. I don't. <laughs> I like it because it's mechanical and it doesn't require batteries to use. Oh, so like yeah. If if the battery dies, I can just like keep on shooting and that's not have awesome. to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 kind of my baby. Whenever I'm using a 35 millimeter um, for 120, um, I have a Pentax. Uh, six four five. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, which is awesome for portraits and yeah. I do I do a lot of that for family sessions and all that stuff. Yeah. And then also so with the Nikon FM three I, I typically just use that for personal projects. Okay. Um, and don't use that much for client work. Yeah. Um, for client work for thirty five millimeter, I use an F four. Okay. Which, um. It's like so fast to load. Like you just like basically throw the roll into the the back of the body and then close the thing and then hit the shutter and then it's like, okay, we're good to go. It's like there's no like winding or anything like that. Um, And there's like, there's wild stuff that it can do, which I mean, it's wild for film photography. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are like, "Eh, this is boring, but but you can like, you can set a focus point, which guess how many focus points the F4 has? One. Nine. Ooh. (laughs) That's one. I was Um, trying to aim low with nine. It has one focus point in in the in the film back. You can you can set whenever something walks into that focus point, it'll mm. automatically take the photo, which is like mm. mind blowing for. Like, That's really cool uh, for for a camera made in 1988. Like it's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, and then I have um, I, I mean I have a lot of I have a lot of cameras. Um, then I have a, a Yashica a, a Yashica Mat one two four G, which is um, a TLR, which is a twin lens reflex. Yeah. Um, you know the the two yeah two lenses. You know the mm-hmm. kind yeah. of classic. Yeah, looking. I have one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not um, working, but I have one. <laughs> oh. I know. Sad. It'll work. I want it again. to be working. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll I got a guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and the, like that format, like looking down, you know, yeah. and, and the, the waist level, level of viewfinder, it just, just causes you to 
think about things completely different. Mm. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, inverted. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. you go to turn one way and you're like, Oh, Nope, not, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it just, it, it causes my mind to think very differently in terms of photography. So yeah. with, with each one, and then I just bought, I just bought a, like a, um, M5, which okay. is like, I never thought I would own a Leica, but I do now. So that's cool. Yeah. Have you shot on it yet? No, I'm waiting on glass. Okay. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. I, I bought the glass first because I was like, I want to buy the glass so that it shows up and then, and then you can just, the one over the, yeah. yeah. And you got the camera body mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. So what's different about a Leica than like an FM3 or anything like that? Oh, so, so a Leica is a range finder. Um, and so a range finder, you're not, when you're looking through the viewfinder, um, mm-hmm. you're looking, um, not through the lens you're, you're looking through, um, you know, something else. I don't know, this little yeah. patch. Right. And so then you, you line up these two images for, for focusing, there's, there's a little patch in the middle of the image in, in, in the middle of the viewfinder that you can line up those two things. And then whenever those two things are lined up, you know that you're in focus and then you can take the photo. It's, it's a really like peculiar way of, of taking photos. And, yeah. and there's a little the bit of like, a, so there's what the images that it produces are so in, interesting too. Yeah, exactly. And like, and so like range finders by themselves are very different. And, and I always try to limit myself to like, <laughs> It's hard not to just buy all the cameras. I'm sure. sure. I get that. Right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but because they all have like different properties and different things that they can do, and you're like, oh, that would be really cool, because then I could do this or I could play exactly. around with that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I try to I try to limit myself to like I have medium format, I have a TLR medium format, mm-hmm. I have a 35 millimeter. I have a rangefinder 35 millimeter. So like there's, they're, they're mm-hmm. all different. And like right. Serve- yeah, yeah. You don't have duplicates. You're not going to produce mm-hmm. this type of image. with each Exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. Um, I mean, so with the Leica, um, the Leica is German made and mm-hmm. just like, uh, like it's mind blowing how amazingly manufactured it is. It's so perfectly yeah. manufactured all it's, mechanical it's like a bentley of yeah. cameras because yeah. i remember when i was shooting film um a good i don't know 10 10 15 years ago um and i really wanted a leica but i was like i'm, I'm not getting paid uh to take any of these photos <laughs> so i'm definitely not gonna spend that much money on a camera right. but it looked really cool and i'm really excited to see it whenever you get the glass and everything yeah. on yeah. yeah i can't wait to see what you produce with it mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah fun. yeah yeah so that's that's about it that's all i shoot really <laughs> cool. so so do you uh shoot, okay so you said you shoot families so <laughs> that's is that kind of your focus is like, or is just like portrait photography in general your focus um no i mean it's mainly families i I I just like shooting families. I have I have almost no interest in doing weddings. Yeah. Um, it you do like journal, photo journalistic type of style or like 
composed or like how do you how do you shoot so um i i really try hard not to pose okay and um i mean i i, I instruct obviously because like that's yeah. kind of our job is to see something that's like oh you kind of look shitty here so let's <laughs> let's move you <laughs> i'm not just gonna keep taking pictures <laughs> yeah uh, with film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not waste the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so like I, I, I try to just like direct with um like more more of emotions. So like okay. um you know, I, I I love to just set up scenes for them to to operate within and then I can manipulate the scenes however I want to instead of like put your chin here and like put your arm here and, and then people just feel kind of like stiff and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so I lean more towards um, just being m- more free and um, kind yeah. of, kind of photojournalistic, but, yeah. but, but more so. Yeah. yeah, yeah but not yeah. like, that, like that, strictly photojournalistic where you wouldn't be telling them anything and you're not going to be guiding them. You're just pretty much like standing yeah. there and like, oh, yeah, you y'all just, for this. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. hang out for an hour and you all just like play in the park. I'm just right. going to take pictures. Uh, but right. yeah. 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 But more of like, cause I, I feel a lot um, of the same way whenever I'm doing families or couples portraits or something like that, um, that I don't want to pose them too much. Um, cause I don't want them to think back, like looking at the photo and being like, Oh yeah, this, I remember whenever we were feeling so awkward standing on top of that rock and John was like, here, and then I'll lean this way so that your face doesn't look so weird and like, put your hand here, but like not, no, like spread apart your fingers and like getting them like super stiff. So where they're remembering the weird, awkward pose, even though it looks cool. Um, But more of like, Oh, I remember whenever we like ran across that bridge and then you almost knocked me off into the bushes. Like that was fun. (laughs) And he caught the laughter whenever, you know, your, your shoe got stuck or whatever. Uh, And like remembering the moments uh, and laughter and fun. And, uh, and even, even with families, like, I know you, you shoot whenever the kids are crying too. Um, Oh, I do. I I keep shooting. uh, I want pictures like that of my kids because. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And also just like, it's a part of life. Like your kids throw fits and they cry and whatever. So I always Mm -hmm. take a few of those moments too, before I try to console them and get them back to, you know, whatever. Or Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important to, you know, people tend to default to wanting something that is so perfect mm-hmm. and that is yeah. just not life. And, yeah. and so I always try to in, like inform my clients at least that like, I'm not there to make a perfect image. Like I'm not here to, you know, give you the perfect, like, you know, Texas, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever I'm, I'm there to like, show your life and 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 give you images that will last forever mm-hmm. and and not something that will like be dated in like five years yeah because like yeah. that that like hurts my heart whenever it's just like ugh, ugh. you know you know yeah i mean we've all seen those images where we're just like mm, 
with the with the jeans and the white t-shirts yeah yeah Yeah, like a bunch of jumping (laughs) yeah sometimes i don't know i go back and forth on that because one yeah i i don't want their photos to be dated but i kind of want their photos to be dated so that like you know in 2040 they can look back and be like oh man what were we doing in 2020 this was crazy um but uh but, but I, at the same I love time that. yeah i mean i i get i see that john too and and but i also love the just that style of coming in and just kind of meeting them where they're at and like capturing their life in that moment and in that time frame and um, so that it's not just like oh a family portrait that i'm going to replace next year these are which there's there's a time and a place for those i mean i take those you know so that's fine but mm-hmm. But also, like, I would love that, like, of having someone just coming in and capturing just, like, moments, you know, yeah. that, that those are going to go into albums that, that people are going to be like, oh, remember when we had someone come over and actually, like, capture us while we're hanging out today, you know, and, like, we yeah. had fun with it. Um, right. and, and, like, looking at, like, oh, look at his little hands with the little, like, you know, when they have the little pads and they have the little dimples in the hands and, you know, things like that, the yeah. little the little yeah. things that um, disappear over time that you want to capture and remember. Um, I think that probably what you do captures that really well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I try, I try to do that, at least. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, and that's not to say that I don't do the, like, things that they want. It's not like right, yeah. they're like please can we do a post i'm like no we're only doing things that i want to do you paid me like no i i mean i'm not like no but your goal is to leave them with a gallery of images that they feel like would capture their family at that moment in time is that 100 percent. yeah i think yeah i think um like i'm i'm a huge fan of past masters and like i i study them incessantly and i i really want my work like to last mm-hmm. for the long haul mm-hmm. and not not just kind of fade by the wayside um and so and i think the only way to do that is to study the past and to understand like where we have come from and as photographers and um to understand where we might need to go because the only way you can go to the future is to understand the past right sure. and so um and there's so much like i what i love about past masters is that you can know that what they did was solid because there's no trend anymore like Mm-mm. you know 50 years ago that trend is dead <laughs> whatever trend that if if they were on a trend it's dead and and you know that is like Brisson or like um, Robert Frank, their like their work is perfect and it, impeccable. And so, I don't know. And that's what I want to be. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to be perfect. <laughs> a, little, a little lofty, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but they're like they they had honed their skills so much that like they knew their craft really well and that I think that's one of the reasons why their photos have lasted for decades and yeah. and will last and they're kind of you know more that uh the timeless type yeah. uh rather than chasing trends and like 
this is what everyone likes right now. I'm going to shoot right. this right. Uh, because that will die. I mean, we saw that with, you know, a lot of photos in the nineties, right. um, which also uh, our mom and dad are on right now. And they commented that uh, they said, you mean you don't like any of the all denim family photos? Because <laughs> uh, we definitely had one. I remember nah, they were real cool. Mom and dad. I remember we were uh, we were all in denim and blues, different different colored blues, and we were standing like behind mom yeah. and dad seated, yeah. and our, our hands are so awkwardly placed yeah. on like their shoulders and I mean arms. In, our and, and in, in, in the photographer's defense, though, we were just awkward children. We were so. awkward. I don't, for sure i don't think, i don't think that was the photographer was doing he, he probably did his best we were just like like this that sears like, photographer no. for sure <laughs> like no you know you know like lovingly put your hand on your dad's shoulder like, like how this way what is love what how do my hands work how does love <laughs> Hey y'all, quick break to share with you someone that I use every single week in my business, and that is ShipStation. They're a web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy. And they offer integration for your e-commerce site so you can automatically create printing labels as soon as your customer purchases, which is pretty awesome. Your membership also comes with a free stamps.com account, making it even more valuable. You can print labels and ship directly from your doorstep. No more dealing with lines at the post office or trying to figure out those kiosks. Now you can easily spoil your clients with welcome gifts, send out print orders, and deliver those beautiful albums that they will love forever. So head on over to lightdarkco.com shipstation for your free 30-day trial. That's lightdarkco.com shipstation and get ship done. So we got another question uh, okay. from Taylor. Um, okay. She was asking, um, do you think that being an Enneagram 7 um, and, and the thinking triad helps you evoke emotions in others? Invoke emotions? Yeah. Uh, yes, 100%. Yep. 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 Totally. Do you, like, how would you how do you use that like in a session either family session or portraits or something like how would you go about evoking emotion um i think i think being in the thinking triad um you think a lot and so like my, my brain moves really really fast and a lot of times it will get in the way of my speaking um and so sometimes I sound like a, a blubbering idiot whenever I'm on a family <laughs> session because I'm just like, blah, 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 no, I go, oh, is it? I, I just, just kidding. Uh, mm, oh, okay. But, 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 my, but because my brain moves fast, like I can sense whenever people um, are not into it, mm-hmm. like before they they feel like they're putting that off and and then i can i can shift and change things and and move things around um or or also just like knowing whenever something is done like okay this scene is done let's move on to a different scene and like we've we've tried enough we got enough of this right nobody's having like uh you know sevens sevens want to have fun want other people to have fun and so Mm -hmm. whenever i notice that they're not having fun anymore we're gonna move 
Like mm-hmm. we're going to maybe not move. Like maybe we just move a step. Like I really don't move my clients that much. I, I typically stay within like 15 feet of where we start. Okay. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically just because like at their home or like in a specific location or what, what does that look like for you? Uh, it, it depends. Um, a lot of times it's in their home. Like I, I, I absolutely love doing like families in like the parents' bed. Mm-hmm. It's just like because the kids aren't really allowed in the bed a lot of times, oh, yeah. and so there's like mm-hmm. this excitement to like being yeah. in the parents' bed and like <laughs> yeah, I really I really enjoy those photos. Um, so like yeah, in home stuff, and then like just outside of their home. So okay. I mean, 15 feet is probably a little bit extreme, but like. <laughs> You know, so you're not like driving to multiple locations no, and like, here, let's go on not. this hike and we're going to be mostly walking during the whole session. It's like, no, you're mostly uh, going to be taking photos. Especially with kids. Like I know that I have mm-hmm. basically like 15, 20 minutes and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I focus on the parents. And so like that first 15, 20 minutes, I'm just like blowing through poses, like blowing through, like you do this, you do this this stay here. And then I'm like, I'm moving as fast as I possibly can to get everything that I need to get. And then the rest, I just kind of take a chill for the next like, you know, hour, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of hang out with the parents and then like shoot whatever. Mm. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that my seven ability in my seven nature uh, contributes to me uh, with my clients and making them have a good time cool i need to figure out i need to learn more about sixes and mm-hmm. um especially uh what is it called hyper hyperphobic sixes no not hyper oh, yeah you're yeah counterphobic. counterphobic hyperphobic is the opposite yeah. <laughs> i'm not yeah. i'm not hyperphobic you're not a hyperphobic. Uh, no no i don't i don't care about anything um but yeah i don't about anything because <laughs> i've i've fairly recently been uh i don't know diagnosed as a uh counterphobic six instead of a three which i thought i was a three um and i don't know you're much about them three. yeah i'm a three what? you're not a three yeah no i think i think sometimes in work i'm a three because i mean i just I, we all have like get stuff know, done but number 10 um, kind of thing but yeah yeah but yeah i I feel like i need to like kind of study up a little bit more on counterphobic Mm -hmm. sixes and like what uh and maybe maybe that would kind of shine some light because i don't know what i do uh as a counterphobic six other than um obsess about like uh, uh, like post-apocalyptic stuff, and like, so this uh, time but not in now, not in a way of yeah, kind of like this time, um, like when, when like, COVID I told started. You, told you this was uh, gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, that's I mean that's more of like a a phobic six. Okay. Of like oh I knew this was gonna happen. I was more of like excited and intrigued. Like ooh I wonder how bad Let's this is gonna get. Like gonna... are we gonna live like in a uh, you know, post-apocalyptic dystopian sure. something, and yeah. like, we're gonna have to live off the, uh, live off the ground and hunt our own food. And so, 
I was consulting my Enneagram. I was wondering what you were doing. Journal. Cool. Um, so uh, <laughs> a six goes to three in stress. So I guess that makes oh. sense, right? Oh, yeah, that and makes then, sense then. And then in stressful. health. And then in health would go to a mm-hmm. nine, which also makes sense for your personality. It totally does. For yeah. my entire life. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely <laughs> agree with husband's that. A nine. Chris is a nine. Um, and so, yeah, I can see the nine in you for sure when you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see the nines. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's also a nine. So I think okay. sometimes yeah. when... I think I remember that. Probably whenever I'm a nine, we're just like super like on the same level of just whatever i don't know yeah and see chris and i are totally opposites because he's a nine with a one wing and i'm a three mm-hmm. with a two wing so there's yeah. that how do you how do your listeners like all this enneagram talk do you guys did do, do they like geek out about it as much as you guys <laughs> uh sometimes yeah. sometimes we get comments <laughs> yeah. about uh like oh hey i'm a four or something like that uh yeah. but yeah i don't know mostly it's we're just we're just talking it's whatever they can listen to all this enneagram stuff yeah who cares it's very maybe, interesting maybe then they'll go find their enneagram and all yeah. and learn well, more about themselves here's what i have to say about it is as a photographer you cannot produce work that is meaningful to you or a clear voice without understanding yourself first mm, i agree with so, that 100 percent. so when when I started understanding myself, like probably, I don't know, a year and a half ago, like as a seven and, and like, whenever I read that, I was like, oh, I'm not just like an idiot. I'm not just like some, <laughs> some like crazy person that does these weird things. Like I am not alone. There's a lot of other sevens out here that are having a good time that are also insane. Um <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, it was when I realized that that my my work just did a 180 and like shifted mm-hmm. into something that like I have so much confidence in mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if anybody like critiques it or tears it apart like I know that it's me and it's me through a lens and that is it and so like if you have a problem with it that's okay because you know whatever I'm just being me and being genuine to my craft and like through who I am. And so if anybody's listening and hasn't invested their time (laughs) into themselves and understanding themselves, you really need to do that before you can do anything else for anyone else. Put the gas Mm. mask on. Nope. Oxygen (laughs) mask on first. (laughs) Oxygen mask on first. I mean, maybe it applies to things. It does. It kind of applies. Yeah. Put the put the respirator on first. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, and I I think our listeners should hear that. So yeah, awesome. Thank you. I know Enneagram for me has definitely opened up a lot of conversation uh, with myself and also with Taylor of just like why I do certain things. Yeah. And um, it's really given me a better understanding of myself. Um, and and it's great because uh, it also kind of is, I don't know, uh, with the whole counterphobic six thing, there's not a lot of counterphobic sixes out there, or at least um, when looking at um, Enneagram things on the internet uh, mm-hmm. and memes and all those kind of things like, oh, this is 
what sevens do. This is what twos do. Uh, there's not a ton that I've found. Uh, so it's, it's been a little bit more difficult in that way. Um, but what I have found, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally relate to that. That explains so much about like why I have the goals that I have. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. explains so much about like why I love uh, true crime and murder and mm. serial killers and these things, because it's yep. like, it's, yeah. <laughs> there are things that sevens will just like, nope. <laughs> no, that's, that sounds intense. Talking about that, but I'm like, John, would I like that? And he's like, you won't. No. I'm like, okay, cool. I won't even, I won't even watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Black Mirror. Like there's like two episodes you could do. He's like, here's um, the episodes you could do. You should check those out. And I still have not. Oh, but Black I'm Mirror. Terrified. They're just going to be like, over the top for me can't handle it but yeah. black mirror is so good i hear that it's really good and that it's sounds fantastic so good. i just don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course i watched it whenever i was like six or seven okay but so, it, like, that was one of the I first horror when movies i, I watched remember. it when i was younger i i'm fairly certain first of all i must have watched a tv version and secondly okay. i must have mm. only seen like i don't know three clips of it and i was like oh, yeah, I totally watched the whole thing it's not that bad and then now i won't touch it so you know yeah, I, don't, I don't watch scary movies it's real messed up it, yeah oh, it's, it's real messed up i remember yeah. the first horror movie that i ever went to go see when i was a teenager i lied to my parents about it <laughs> went with a group of friends to go see the 13th ghost i've never lied to you mom and dad <laughs> That's okay. I've already confessed. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not, I like, I had a hard time sleeping for like a week after that. And I wouldn't take like bath baths. I mean, I don't take showers, but I wouldn't take baths because of the the ghost that was like in the bathtub. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That movie was crazy. And I'm just, I don't do, I don't do movies like that. It's fine. I don't, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm a comedy girl. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Tyler Perry or bust. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm more of a Melissa McCarthy type of girl. Okay. I just I just reach for like the most obscure reference. In the um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well. Okay, so back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, for someone who is just wanting to get into film uh-huh. or uh you know whatever the case may be um what is what's a recommendation of a good film camera to start out with and recommendation for film to start with and a printer <laughs> and a printer yeah um okay so okay what I need some clarification. Okay. Is this the hobbyist? Like they're just getting started. Yes. They're not going to do any client work with this. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Like so personal projects. I would suggest, well, two, I'll, I'll suggest two, two veins. Okay. Um, Canon A1. Okay. I learned on it. Fantastic. I love it so much. Um, with it, with it, like a 50 millimeter 1.4, it'll cost you like 
I think now they're more expensive and it's dumb, but it would cost you like 150 bucks. It's like okay. nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and the, like the image that you can get from like 1.4, like it's old vintage glass. It's like going to be beautiful. Mm. It's oh, going to yeah. have a very classic look. You're going to love it. Um, yeah. And so do that. Like okay. it's, okay. it's awesome. Um, downside to that is, um, you know, learning to meter film. It, it, it yeah. can it can get a little tricky. Yes, yeah, so kind of going down a rabbit hole on that. Uh, like, yes. how do you meter with those? Like, what's your metering method of choice? And so, um, so like, basically, all of my cameras, like my F four, my FM three A, my Pentax, they all have um, spot meters. Okay. Um, built in. Built in. Okay. Um, well, uh, so the F4 has like a matrix metering and a couple of different things. Gotcha. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. it was like high quality. Super high quality. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so not compared to what you guys shoot with, but <laughs> anyway. Um, but I don't even use them. Like I just, I, I mainly use for client work. I use a handheld meter. Okay. And, um, oh man, I can't remember the model, but, uh, Sakonic, uh, yeah, yeah whatever you know it's like a l5 nobody's gonna remember this so it's no, just yeah. a handheld meter with uh you know i i have a spot meter on there and then an incident meter as well right um in in incident yes okay i always forget um <laughs> and so yeah that, that's that's the only tricky thing about film is learning to meter it mm -hmm. but once once you understand how to meter film it's like easy as pie yes. um okay and so then the only downside with going with a canon versus a nikon is nikon you can go like all the way back to like the first nikon and use that glass mm. which is so nice very so nice. nice like yeah. this this that i have on mine is like pre-ai and which means like you know, it it went on like the Nikon, like I don't know F, whatever I don't know, <laughs> the first one, <laughs> the really <Yeah>. early ones, <laughs> the <laughs> oldest one, um, <laughs> and uh, but but it still works on my FM3A, which was, you know, built yeah newer, um, and so you can use vintage glass and that is huge with like a more modern camera that has gotcha. like a, a light meter and things like right. that. Right. Yeah. Um, so for like an F100 would be a really good starting point for someone that's like transitioning out of, or not transitioning, but like learning film and has shot digital. I think, okay. I think the F100 is really great. And then also an F4, like F4 is Those like the Nikons, right? These are Nikons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think those are both solid choices, and you can get. I mean, I picked up. I picked up thirty-five millimeter f two, a fifty millimeter one point four, a hundred millimeter two. Uh, all of those for a hundred dollars. What? Yeah, the glass is so cheap, and it's like so cheap. Tack sharp. It's awesome. And like all that, all that vintage glass is awesome. Mm -hmm. So, that means and, and it's cheaper because no one wants to deal with the manual focus. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
because yeah. I I found because I had I think actually I think I gave it to you. Uh, it was an old uh, like fifty millimeter pancake lens, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. and it was it was uh, manual focus only, and I I loved it. It was great, uh, but for weddings, I. I tend to lean on autofocus a little bit more because things are moving and I don't want to miss anything. Sure. Um, yeah. But I would use that sometimes for like family sessions um, or portraits because portraits, they're just standing there and <laughs> I don't have to <laughs> worry about anything. I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm going to nail focus uh, yeah. with this manual. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but I really liked that lens. Yeah. And I think I got that for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah like a garage sale or something, but it's really stupid cheap. Yeah. yeah. My goal this year, my granddad actually gave me his old film camera. He was a hobbyist. Um, and cool. he, he has several lenses with it, but it's not working right now. I have to like, it, it just needs a battery. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's okay. the Olympus OM2. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Film camera. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. My goal this year is to get it working and shoot with it. That's my goal. Cool. Nice. I got a battery. It probably just needs an LR44. <laughs> no, I really, I think it just needs. But does it need two? It needs two of them. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you listen to my podcast? I, oh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I was like, why didn't you tell me you needed two? I could have bought two. I, I, just, I didn't. I forgot it needed two. I'm sorry. So I. So I. Are, yeah, I almost yeah. bought two. Yeah. Uh, so so Mason. Um, was down at the bay we were uh celebrating his oldest's birthday and um and our family was going to come a couple days later and we saw on his stories that uh he was like yep ran out of battery on uh was it your was it the underwater camera that you have yeah so i have an underwater nikonos which is um you know nikon brand um which is really it's just a fun camera so it has a 35 millimeter on there and it's all zone focus and that's cool just kind of fun yeah um yeah so the so the so the battery died on it um which i'm i'm like kind of used to because the bat like it drains the battery like and it's it's insanity um and so you're stuck at a 90th of a second um and so then you just kind of like play with aperture and like read light you know with right um which is fun, like, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah. And, and it's and a good challenge to, like, be able to, to read scenes. and Like, you would have to, okay. Yeah. It's Which like is, daylight. you know, the most common shutter speed to use. I know. <laughs> yeah. so, first of all, weird shutter speed. Secondly, uh, in daylight, that could get difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, this this is where a lot of people <laughs> film is a lot easier than people make it out to be. So, like, the latitude of film is is ridiculous. Like, latitude meaning like I can underexpose by like two or three stops and totally be fine. And like you mm. won't notice. Yeah, because film likes they, it likes more light, right? Than it it um, certain film stocks, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and it, and it also depending on what you're wanting to shoot for. So sure. Um, yeah, and I, I typically light, I, I think is more what I was. Y- yes, absolutely. Saying. It can yeah, yeah. it can it can handle so much light. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like I have 
I I shoot. We're gonna get back to your um, sure, yes. film stock to use, but I, I have that in my brain. Um, so one of my favorite film stocks is um, Kodak Portra 800. Okay. Um, which is 800 ISO film. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's not a true 800 ISO. Like it likes more light than that. Okay. And so I expose it by two more stops, which um, yeah. is like. <laughs> you know, way overexposing it. And then sometimes I'll even like push it a stop, which is pushing it another stop in in development. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like basically pushing it three stops above what they recommend. And that doesn't cause grain? Uh, It can cause grain, but I mean, that's just kind of like, that's that's just kind of like what you shoot. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, but it's not like over like crazy, crazy grain. Okay. Um, uh, so it's like enough grain to give it texture and like a little character. Sure. And without it, getting yeah, crazy. Like a little grain. I was thinking more like it's it, when you're pushing it three stops on film, I don't, I don't shoot with film, so I don't know how it reacts sure. kind of thing. So yeah. to me, like I can push three stops uh, in Photoshop and be totally, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and well so like let's talk about grain 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 is very different like the grain structure of 35 millimeter is very different than 120 so okay. if i'm if i'm pushing 120 film like that that my grain isn't going to be as noticeable because it's a larger negative right okay. and so like you just won't see it as much but right. at the 35 millimeters smaller yeah. negative it'll it'll be more more prominent sure um uh I don't, I don't know how Sorry. we got here, but anyway, so you're pushing, so, you push up to three stops on your 400 or your 800. I mean, yes, yes, yes. that's where we were. And yes. Um, and so, um, yeah, it just has so much latitude. Like mm-hmm. it's really forgiving and, and there's a lot that you can learn with it. And it's, it's honestly like uh, one thing that like really warms my heart about shooting film is the community is mm-hmm. like no, almost nobody is like competitive. I mean, I'm sure like I'm not in the wedding scene, so maybe there are like they are competitive in the wedding scene, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but I do like, I, I work a lot of wedding, um, with, there's this thing called hybrid collective that oh, yeah. I work every year. Um, and um and everybody like it's just like it's like a hug it's just like a warm hug from everybody you know and like (laughs) i don't know if just because i've been there for so long but um but you know everybody loves everybody and like everybody genuinely wants to help someone else out because i think because it is like kind of a a niche market Mm -hmm. um, that like we just want to help each other out and like see each other succeed um and so that's that's like the biggest thing for me is like the film community is so so powerful and helpful yeah that's beautiful i love that that's that's great kind of i mean that's what we're trying to create over there (laughs) right that's good yeah yeah i mean that's that's how all the communities should be is like helping helping each other you know everyone has different expertise in different areas and like all right we all shoot in different ways we're all like Mm -hmm. different things we all like we all have our own styles type of thing like right yeah there shouldn't be a i mean you know yeah yeah Mm. yeah 
and it's hard too because you you also have a business. So it's like right. <laughs> it's a, it's a line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there is always an underlying like sense of competition. I think that just can't sure. go away because we're yeah. all in business and everybody's like whatever. But at the same time, like you can overlook that and go beyond that mm-hmm. and create a community where like you understand there are so many couples out there. I'm just speaking towards the wedding industry. At least there's so many couples out there. Like I can't serve every couple. So like, why would I like not want Mm -hmm. to be in community with somebody else who's doing the same thing and can like, we can actually talk through it and like have good conversations where we understand where each other's coming from and like vent if we need to, or ask for help if we need to, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, that, that's just like the scarcity mindset. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not going to serve anybody well. Like, yeah. no, it, we just need to, <laughs> we're all in this together, right? That's a yes. common phrase now, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> look, there's a ton of people on this earth. That's right. And, like your style is different than your style is different than my style. Right. And so mm-hmm. we all have clients that will right. resonate with us. Absolutely. So stop fighting with each other. It's yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you shoot Nikon or a Canon, right? Uh-huh. So now you need film. And so <laughs> yes. um, I would suggest, um, and Paul, if you're watching, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I've I've had many conversations with Paul Metzger about um, how like Portrait 400 is not my film. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I see that one tagged a lot. Yes. <laughs> now, this film stock is awesome. Like it's legit. Portrait 400. Awesome. Yeah. Legit okay. awesome. Like, yeah. like so what, what makes it not your style? Why don't you like it? Um, one, because everybody uses it. Two, <laughs> two, because like the work that I get back from it, I'm just not in like, I'm in a, I'm not in love with it. Okay. Um, I don't know. But would you say I, that your shooting style is more like on the light side or the dark side, or do you just not care about it? Like it just is what it is. I don't know that I could say either. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. Maybe the middle side. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you, no. you tend to have like some of your photos. It's a little bit on the brighter, like overexposed. I mean, you push stuff, extra you stops, and, expo- what, what and processing is. too. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Rachel. I think, I think, I. For whatever the I'm, light lens and whatever you see, it needs to be. At the I'm not. I'm not so concerned about my feed or like what that will look like in a portfolio. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about like reading the light specific to that situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I, I think that goes back to like me not posing and me being a little bit more like. Photojournalist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I could see that, especially with film photographers, I feel like you have a little more, almost like a leniency in that, in that, um, it's, it's almost expected to not have like a specific, like you have to be this or you have to be this or your clients expect that. And maybe that's just me like projecting. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I mean, I mean, there's definitely like, so like Jose Villa mm-hmm. um, kind of made it. Um, Jose Villa and like John Canlis, he, that they they're both kind of like yeah. the two mm-hmm. wedding photographers that made film on the map, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're and they're two different styles. Like Jose Villa uses very light, four, uh, yeah, Fuji 400H, and he pushes it uh, like a stop or something like that, and overexposes yeah. it a couple steps. Anyway, so like he has his very own style that's very very light and airy. Yes, um, you know all of his subjects are backlit or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, whereas John Canlis, he basically shoots in whatever shit. Mm-hmm throws at him <laughs> and he's just like this is yeah. what i'm doing and they're both amazing uh-huh. you know yeah um and so um yeah i i, I mean but but people do pick styles sure. um for yeah. sure for sure yeah. in in the film community i think there's 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 a lot there's a lot of jose via people that sure. especially in the wedding community um they, i think it's, it's hard in our industry not to have kind of a style in that aspect because when Sorry. people are coming to you like they're usually coming to you because they've seen the work that you've done and they want that for themselves oh for sure yeah, yeah for sure yes so you know when it's your own personal work like you can do whatever you want kind of thing and i i mean i do that for myself like when it's my own personal work like i don't necessarily always shoot light um but when it's for work stuff like i know this is what like I've created a name out of this. This is what my clients want. And and I, it's not that I don't enjoy shooting it. Like that's just, sure. that's kind of the road that I chose kind of thing. But right. okay, right. all this to get back. Sorry, rabbit trail. Okay. Um, yes. 400. 400, 400. Not, not yeah. your like cup of tea. It's not really my cup of tea, but I think it is an incredible um, place to get started. Okay. It's, it's super, good super starter free. stock. Yeah. It's that's super, not going to be difficult. Yeah. with you yeah yeah it's super super forgiving the the grain structure on it is really really fine um and so you know you don't have to worry too much about like having an insane amount of grain or whatever okay. if you're worried about that yeah um whereas like if you went with something that's like expensive for expensive sake like Cinestill 800 t which is a, a tungsten balanced yeah <laughs> So still 800T is a tungsten balanced film. So like tungsten light, indoor light, which Uh all, all film, except if it's, if it's designated as a T or a tungsten balanced, it's all daylight balanced. So like natural light balance. Yeah. Um, So 800T is, well. We're shooting like receptions per like. It's dog shit. I hate it so much. Okay. Honesty is great. <laughs> uh, that being said, like some of my favorite photos were shot on that, but <laughs> but it is All right. but it, it's it's the most frustrating role I've ever done because it's okay. inconsistent, and I know that I didn't change anything. Gotcha. And so, like, I I value consistency above anything else. Like, yeah, I I need to be. I need to know one because I can't see the back of the camera. Well, I right. can, but it doesn't show me anything. Yeah, right. right. No. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just blank. It just, yeah, it just shows me black. Right. You can't see what you shot until you get your film back. 
Exactly. It's yeah. I, I need dependability. Like, I need to know that I can rely on my film, and, and I yeah. can't with Cinestill 800. Okay. Um, but anyway, Portrait 400, you definitely can. Um, that is like... Uh, I mean, there are so, like there are wedding photographers that still use that. Like that yeah. is like the baseline of film, right? Basically. Mm. Yeah, I see it tagged all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's there's some like famous film YouTuber that said that it's it's god tier, it's real god tier film. Which <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> but, but also but also you don't even have to go that expensive like so uh portrait 400 is a professional film stock so the, the grain is a little bit finer and and all that stuff but but you could even use like k max like something that you can buy off a of walmart and like Ooh, okay i i have I still fun to like, some of that stuff yeah to especially when you're learning yeah. like you don't want to spend your whole savings account on mm-hmm. when you first start learning. True. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's good for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and don't buy it from Walmart. I think that's the first. <laughs> it's like way expensive. That tagline, don't buy it from Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, for sure. You know, I, I mean, yeah, it's stupid expensive at Walmart. Find really? somewhere else to go. Oh yeah, yeah. So expensive at Walmart. That's not where I was going with that, but that means oh. okay. No, I mean I agree with you on other things. Don't <laughs> shop at Walmart. It's garbage. <laughs> where would you recommend getting film? Yeah, Are there places online that you get yeah. your film? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I use B and H a lot uh, for all my film. Like um, B and H. Yeah, B and H. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said um, like, is that, you know, that I don't know about? Our it's- Jewish brothers up in New York. Yes, um, I love that. I love B&H. I yeah. order like everything from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, B&H is great. There's another thing in California called uh, Freestyle Film. Um, and they have like tons and tons and tons of like they have way more film stocks than B&H does okay it's nice they're a little bit more expensive and then my uh the lab that I use for all my development is the fine lab and yeah. up in Utah um, I've heard is, so many good things about them yeah my friends who shoot film love them so yeah yeah it's John Canlis's you know yeah. wow. I did not know that okay yeah. that makes so much sense yeah all right all right well, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for answering all the questions. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm, I'm currently working on with actually Paul Metzger. He's um, doing some video work for me. Um, and I'm putting together a workshop for, for this, like the questions that you asked about film photography and like nice. doing video workshops online. So, yeah. Okay. So it's all going to be online? Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally online. So you can just download it to your laptop and have it forever. I'm very excited about that. And I'll keep on adding on to it. I am going to be taking your workshop. So yeah, we'll definitely post a link in the show notes. (laughs) That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So we did have a couple more questions. Let's do it. Um, one you kind of touched on. Um, it was, uh, would you pres- prefer shooting someone else's setup um, and you catching like candid photos that someone else has set up a scene, you're catching the candids? Um, or 
on like an on the street moment. Street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured like, that was going to be the because of how we talked about street photography earlier. Yeah, I know. I just I don't know. I mean, I I've been on styled shoots like I've assisted a lot of styled shoots and mm-hmm. I just don't like someone else setting up something for me to shoot (laughs) like not i mean and i was just assisting like i never took any of the photos but like Mm -hmm. it just gave me a weird feeling to think like i'm just taking a photo of i don't know and so it it does feel very inauthentic right uh, yeah yeah. with with styled shoots that i've uh either photographed or um you know some of them that i've even put together uh for for different things i'm like it just it it feels a little uh i don't know it it not super real uh also like if the models have never met before uh it's like yeah it's hard to create a relationship and emotion between them (laughs) it's like oh yeah yeah, what was your name again that can be difficult for sure i love sound shoots but i can see the the beauty in uh street photography as well um I would say that I have a harder time. I don't want to, I don't like like, um, I don't know. I feel like I am intruding on people whenever I've done those types of things. And so like, oh. I, I feel mm. like that. So I feel like it takes a certain personality to want to step back and be able to capture those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I So my mindset whenever I'm shooting street is if they knew my intentions behind every photo, then they would totally be okay with me taking their photo. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't mind yeah. intruding I can on see them. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, th- I, think, I think it just comes into mindset. Like, yeah. obviously, like, I do feel weird, like, whenever I... I, I try not to make people feel uncomfortable. Like, I, I'm not, longer like... Longer lenses? Mm-mm. Like, no. no. I use a 35. And you just, like, get up in, like close to them or you just yeah. like shoot far off no right? i get in there just get up, yeah. just get up. okay all right you do. <laughs> i have a hard time with that at reception okay <laughs> i'm like <laughs> like maybe just use max 70 to 200 so i can be like real far back <laughs> oh man yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just And I love street photography. Like I love it. Like I yeah. love looking through yeah. like, you know, different portfolios of people's street photography. And I always just think like that would be so fun. That would be so cool. Yeah. But I feel like mm-hmm. I would just make it an inauthentic moment because yeah. I because my own awkwardness of just yeah. being like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. <laughs> well, and and honestly, that's part of street photography too, is like evoke emotion from like your awkwardness too. So okay. like you're contributing. I'll have to try. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know Fan Ho? He was a Hong Kong street photographer. Yes, I love Fan Ho. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So yeah, he's one of my favorite street photographers. Yeah, he's incredible. Okay. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, obviously Brisson, um mm-hmm. was a street photographer, kind of. Mm. Um, and then Winogrand, he he was so good. They, whenever he died, um, he has like, he's like over like 2,000 roles that he shot that haven't been developed yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know I have a couple of my granddad's roles that I need to develop that yeah. I'm very excited to see what is on them. Uh. Um, and it, it was also when he 
like, cause I didn't know for years that he ever shot. And then he like pulled out this case one time and was like, here, I want you to have this. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I come by this naturally. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's <good. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that would be fun to get more into it. But I also think that that kind of goes along with, you know, we were talking about the Enneagram earlier and like my personality. And I think threes, you know, as achievers, we're also control freaks. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, plays into why I really love style shoots and I love weddings and all of that because I can have a lot of control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, create timelines and I, you know, everything is very controlled. (laughs) I think that plays into that. And I think it plays into my strengths for that as well. But, but I think there is times where I really would love to just kind of let loose and you know, play around. I think that's why I really do want to like start shooting film. I think is just to kind of, you know, appeal to that different side of myself of just like letting, letting my creativity just flow instead of having control over every aspect of it kind of thing. For sure. Well, in, 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 in your, like your more technical side of things Mm and your more technical brain will really love film too. Yeah. And I, I think so. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. There's there's so much like as far as metering goes, you're gonna fall in love. <laughs> yeah, I can be like, oh, this is the part where like I can take control of. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All and, the technicals. <laughs> yeah, and oh, okay. So I'm gonna come back because I want to give good information. So okay. if if someone gets a, you can get um, but you know Nikon F100 or um, F4 or whatever. Yeah. And that has a, a meter inside. Yeah. So when you're when you're metering, just be sure I would I would err on the side of metering for the shadows. Mm, Pretty okay. much okay. always. So like just point your spot meter, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit different than, you know, digital, but you right. just point your point your spot meter over wherever the darkest part of the, you know, the the scene is yeah. and then and then expose for that. Yeah. Um and then, you know, bring it back to wherever you were gonna, you know, then compose the shot and take. Yeah. Um and then like obviously that'll get faster as as you get sure. a little bit more yeah. comfortable. But yeah. oh and also you can you can use the sunny sixteen rule, um, which is, you know, um sixteen um as F sixteen. F sixteen. And and then whatever your your ISO is for your film stock. Okay. Um would be your shutter speed. Gotcha. Or okay. whatever's closest. Um, which I use F11 okay. and then whatever my shutter or whatever my ISO speed for my shutter speed. Gosh, is. So like, okay. Is it confusing? Okay. No, here we it's go. not confusing. I'm just thinking like my normal F stop is like F2. <laughs> so like F11. Just well, yeah, you got to do some work down. <laughs> Very different. So, so you, um, for anybody that is listening, that is confused yeah. F16 then I have a, let's say I have portrait 400 in here. So then I am, I'm at F 16 and then I'm shooting at, I'm going to err on the side of overexposure. So I'm going to be at two fiftieth of a second. Okay. Instead of 500. Um, and so then boom, there you go. And then you can work your way down each stop gradually. So 16 to 8, and then 8 to, you know, or 16 yeah. to 11, 11 to 8, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and as you're moving your, your aperture wider, your, your, yeah. your uh, 
increasing your shutter speed right so right. it matches the same uh, it's the, the triangle. same exposure I mean, just, yeah. yeah it's a triangle yeah and mm-hmm. so like that's that's i feel like that's where yeah yeah it's the triangle <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah the sunny 16 rule is a great rule to like if you have no idea what to shoot because uh, like whenever i was uh shooting film in college i i really had no idea i didn't have a meter i never spent the money on it um so i would just use the sunny 16 rule and then i would work my way to whatever aperture i wanted to shoot to get that depth Mm -hmm. of field that i was looking for and most of the time it worked uh you know i also was shooting on whatever film i could find (laughs) yeah (laughs) kodachrome or something college and i did have a a roll of kodachrome Uh, (laughs) i don't know if i ever got that developed though you can't develop it so (laughs) no uh yeah there were because back then you could still like send out like walmart would send out for uh or you could actually get it developed there in store yeah uh, which is where i was developing stuff in college uh um, Why not? or in the black developers. room <laughs> yes they yeah. really cared <laughs> yeah uh, but when i when i had access to the dark room uh at the school i would just go in there even after i took the photography class i would just show up and go develop my own stuff and that is one of the the most fun things about film photography for me was like developing uh, developing your own film and and like exposing your own prints and all that kind mm. of stuff and I would love to do like create a dark room somewhere uh, mm. if I ever get back into film and we ever have room for a dark room <laughs> sure. Heck, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. definitely want to do that yeah, yeah. But, Man, well, cool. this has been awesome yeah it's been a lot of fun so great yeah. talking to you and learning yeah. all the things um yeah. Yeah. So before we uh, we close this out, um, we have a little part of the show that we'll do. Um, we just kind of talk about what we're loving this week. Um, could be movies, books, uh, different anything, really anything in your life that you're loving right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rachel, let's start with you. What are you loving? Um. Okay. So a couple things. I'm still loving Riverdale. <laughs> I'm still obsessively watching <laughs> to try to get through everything because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 13 year old at heart. Um, <laughs> um, music wise, I've been listening to it for a while, but I've really been listening to it lately is um, this band called Surfaces and um, they actually started in College Station and okay. now- now they're not anymore, but um, they're actually like all over TikTok because they have that like um, the Sunday vibes is the song that like. Oh. Um, but they started in Call Station, and nice. all their albums are super chill and fun and like very um, Jack Johnson ish type of chill, you know, um, okay. which I love. And uh, so I've been listening to a lot of them <laughs> um that's basically it <laughs> cool I like <laughs> nice i'm gonna have to check them out uh yeah, i've probably cool. heard you you've heard uh sunday best uh, for sure and like yeah. 24 7 365 <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to 
uh, follow Gary V's advice and get on TikTok and and do stuff over there. Uh, well, so I'm sure that I've heard I mean, it. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. What you have to do, you have to at least get on TikTok and post 15 times a day, 100%. 100%. 100%. You're stupid if you don't. Yep. You're stupid yeah. if you don't. Four years from now, you will be thanking yourself. I, uh, probably I true, got though. on TikTok. <laughs> I got on TikTok like the same time you did, John, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah, no, this is fine. Like my kids are on TikTok. They just, they want to post all the time. We have very strict rules. Don't worry. Um, but I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I have a friend who like does like, she has like 3 million followers because she's doing all these like super cool, fun things. I was like, oh, easy. <laughs> I posted like what twice with my kids. We tried to like do a dance and it was mm-hmm. a huge fail. So I should have 3 million followers just from the huge fail. <laughs> that was the <laughs> dance videos that we did. But well now. Um, yeah, yep. I have not. <laughs> uh, I have not gotten on and done more because I don't have room in my life for it. <laughs> have you done anything with the Sunday Vibes song? No. Oh, see, you need to do I that. should. I should. Yeah. I should. But I haven't. I haven't, okay. I haven't done it. I'll, I'll have to check them out. You should. And, and see, I'm sure that I would I would recognize a song just I from TikTok. I feel like I need to like... TikTok. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't know if we, we can license like, that though. Oh, that's true. Maybe I should have. Sunday oh, vibes. Nice. When Sunday... Is that it? Sunday best. That was, that was it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. High fidelity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't play for too long because I don't yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> like I should. That that's that's the song. I got I uh, got Sunday vibes. It's Sunday best actually. I, I said oh. Oh, okay. best. I got I got Sunday best. Best. Yeah. It's good stuff. Please. Anyways, okay. Mason, okay. what are Mason, you loving? Um, there's this album from, well, I love everything. Let's start <laughs> with that. But <laughs> I especially love this album from Jeff Parker. He was he was the guitarist for a band called Tortoise. Um, anyway, it's kind of, kind of jazzy. It's, uh, this album is very jazzy. It's called Sweet for Max Brown. And it is absolute joy it's nice. so good uh it just came out um maybe like a year no not a year it feels like a year in <laughs> covid year so about a month so about a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it's it's fantastic it's it's everything that you want in you know all the warm and fuzzies nice. um I, I will plug something real quick. I don't know if we plug something later. Yes, but... plug away. No, go ahead I, and plug now. Um, so on my Instagram at a Sasquatch Mansfield, I every week give album recommendations um, for just music to check out. And it can be like an old album from like, you know, the 60s or 40s or uh, like one from album. a month ago. One from a month ago, it feels like three years yes yeah yeah and and you post that in uh like you you have a spotify playlist Uh that you'll like update every week yeah yeah and you'll you'll link that in the show notes we will link it in the show notes because because i'm subscribed to that one and i like to listen to am i just now hearing about whatever's going on yeah yeah 
Yeah, it, it's it's good. Thanks, Thanks yeah. John. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like I like you to plug your own stuff. <laughs> you got to work for it, kid. You got to work for it. <laughs> All right, Sweet. John. Okay. What you loving? Okay, so um, I I'm loving podcasts that um, that you like. You're watching the shows along with the with the podcast yeah yeah um so like uh gilmore guys or mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. the uh office ladies that we don't like to mention um mm, but uh but there's a new one um called um let's see fake doctors real friends with zach and donald um, and it is scrubs so jd and turk take you through scrubs yeah. episode oh. yeah it just started, um, I don't know, a month, maybe two months ago. So they're oh. like 10 episodes into the first season. New and it's, yeah. it's good. I listened to a couple episodes recently, and there's some, some good gems in there. Uh, and stuff that they, they don't even know where, you know, uh, Donald is saying something. And, uh, and Zach's like, I had no idea that that's what was going on. And uh, during the pilot, so it's really cool. If you love Scrubs, it'll be good, uh, and you can watch along uh, with them. I haven't watched along, but I need to. Yeah. Um, and then the other podcast, which is also fairly new, uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, is the Scaredy Cats Horror Show. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Alex and PJ from the Reply All podcast. Which is my favorite podcast which of all time. is another great podcast. Um, let's see. Alex loves horror movies and PJ cannot watch. PJ is much movies. like me and Alex is yeah. much like you, John. I am, yes, yeah. And Alex... Uh, so Alex is... Uh huh. So he's forcing okay. him to watch horror movies and then they discuss the movies and like the first episode they had uh jason manzoukas on there uh, to walk through the exorcist he's on like so many of their episodes i love it yeah yeah just like jason manzoukas is in anytime he's on a podcast i'm like i'll listen to this he's the grossest man ever he is super gross his voice sounds gross (laughs) uh but i love it i love him so much he's great Oh, he's um, hilarious. I love him. No, he's oh, yeah. a lot of Gilmore guys. And yeah, he's so good. He's so hilarious. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like they've only done two episodes. Uh so I know good. I've been I'm watching... checking their Spotify. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've been watching along with them all the horror movies. Uh, I have not. And this week is is the Alien, or I, I guess it's it just is. called Alien. And I have never uh, watched it. But it's good. That one I think it's the least scariest of the three that they've watched so far. Well, I watched The Exorcist. I mean, that's like a classic. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, Alien is definitely not as scary as The Exorcist. Really. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like sci-fi and it's, and it's, it's, like not it's an alien. Real. I don't know. I guess yeah. maybe that's just my memory of it. Because so like Exorcist, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's not that big of a deal. And then, then he had to watch like the Freddy Krueger, was it called? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I've never watched that and I never plan on it. Um, and But also just- the- A lot of people die. 
yeah, apparently. Yeah. While spoiler. they're sleeping. Yeah, spoiler. spoiler. I mean, a lot, of people, a lot of people die in them. Yeah. And like, and like, he's he's like playing clips from it, and I was like, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm very excited about this next one to hear what they have to say. But it's always fun to hear PJ. <laughs> and he, it's just funny because I'm like, that's yeah. totally me. I would I would be that person. I would I would be scared like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how Taylor is. Like we, yeah, me. I will I watch. I'll watch that. horror movies and then I'll tell her maybe maybe some of the movies. I'll be like, yeah, this was an interesting part, uh, but I'm not going to tell you what happens. <laughs> this was just interesting. We're like, I love the way that they filmed this thing, uh, but I'm not going to tell you who died. <laughs> you know, Chris talked me into watching Scream one time. He was like, it's a comedy, man. You have to watch this movie. It's a comedy. And then he fell asleep. Mm-hmm about 30 oh. minutes into it and we it was like one o'clock at night in a dark room and i'm watching this stupid freaking movie by myself <laughs> i was so pissed was so pissed <laughs> next morning i'm like and you will be awake every night for the next week to make sure that i don't get murdered in my sleep <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one though i like yeah. scream mm, i'm not um. What what's going on in your life? What do you want to plug? Where can people find you? Oh me? Yeah. Um, no, Rachel. Okay, go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, I I'm on Instagram at Sasquatch Mansfield. I just kind of do stuff on there, and then I have a podcast too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a film photography podcast where I talk long form conversations a lot like this. Um, with film photographers um, just awesome. kind of all over the place. Like we sometimes talk a lot about film, but sometimes we just talk about, you know, UFC fighting or something. Yeah. I feel, and I haven't told you this, Not really. uh, hopefully it's a compliment, but um, I feel like your podcast is, is similar to like the armchair expert kind of Dak Shepard style, but Definitely. in the photography realm, huh. because like he'll have uh, actors on there mm-hmm. and they might mention a little bit about different movies that they've been in or different scene, like uh, stuff through their acting career. But a lot of it goes into their personalities and, yes. uh, and like personal stories and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's like your podcast. You'll talk a little bit about film. Sometimes y'all are mentioning cameras and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what, what this one is, but that's cool. And then, you know, like going into like sharing stories about like, yeah. you know, head injuries you had as a kid and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I started that because I wanted to, in, in kind of what I touched on before of like, um, you can't have a voice without knowing who you are. And so I want, I want to know who these photographers are like these these fantastic photographers like john canlis was on the podcast and like daniel kim and you know my my friend pim was on the podcast and she's if you start anywhere start with pim's podcast because she's okay. like amazing pim's, pim's um i love him um but 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 to understand them as people and and understand how that like gets thrust through their lens and and they make photos that are incredible because of who they are and so that was my idea behind that um and then i have uh you know nothing else 
I don't really, you know, I just kind of live life. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, and you're, you're one to listen called? Wednesday. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my one to listen Wednesday, you know, every Wednesday I, on my stories on the Instagram, I, I talk about an album and kind of share some of my thoughts about it. And then on Spotify, I, I do a little, you know, playlist that you can subscribe to if you like, it's called wanna. So if you want to listen to it, you can, but you don't have to, I don't care. (laughs) And what is your podcast called? Oh, it's called overexposed. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Overexposed. And then on, on Instagram, um, it's the film photography podcast on Instagram. It just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mason. I had so much fun talking to you tonight. Absolutely. I had such a delight yeah. of a time. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence made sense, guys. It did make sense. You know, for, for 11 o'clock at night, it made total sense. Guys, I'm normally in bed by 9.30. So what? Oh, well, thanks even more for being on. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, we will let you go and we'll wrap this up. Uh, everyone, we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll, and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield, and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.